We're going to have a wonderful time in God's house today. I got a word that God gave me. I believe God's going to give you some tools that will produce breakthrough in your life. And I'm excited to get into it. Uh, let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. We're going to read two verses therein. You may be familiar with this. You may not be because this passage is, this, this story is, is sandwiched in between, mm, they're called genealogies and basically it is the, the verses. They are the verses that we often just skip over. And so and so we got so and so and so and so we got so and so and there are chapters and verses of that and, and it doesn't seem juicy. Doesn't seem meaty. We, you know, we get bored and so and so got so and so and so and we pass over it. And if you would have passed over this, you would miss a key and critical understanding about how God operates and how he works and how he moves. It reads, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Verse 10, it says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given us to be in your house, to be in your courts, God, to experience you, to receive from you, to have you touch us, to have you feed us, to have you bless us. We don't take it for granted. Your mercies are new every morning. Your goodness and your mercy pursues us. And we're so grateful for that faithful commitment to each of us to love us, to strengthen us, to guide us. And Father, as we prepare to get into this word, we recognize that man doesn't live by food alone, but by the words that come forth out of your mouth. And so Father, I'm praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and insight and knowledge, and prophecy, and faith, and, and full access to all of heaven's resources to communicate these truths to your sons and daughters who you love so much in a way that would cause their lives to be transformed, that they would be equipped with tools to run their race a little better, to live a little more aligned, and to walk with a little more power. And so we thank you that you're going to do th those very things from California to Colorado, and, and in the lives of all those who are watching us here today. Do great things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we just honor God one more time and, and maybe honor the person next to you if you don't mind. Just greet them as you take your seats. Yeah. Let the love flow. Let the love flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wasn't worship absolutely incredible? Can we just celebrate? Come on. Our worship teams from campus to campus just, just bring us into God's presence, into the awareness of God's presence in a way like, like no one else can. We're so grateful uh, for our music ministry, our worship ministry here. That last song called Done is a song that we actually wrote ourselves, and we're going to be releasing it everywhere this month. And so... 
So we're excited about that, and it's just a powerful prophetic truth. And that's all song really should be. It should be powerful prophetic truths that become the score of your life. Your life ought to have a score, and it shouldn't be a sad score. It should be a happy score. It should be an optimistic score. It's a score that says, for we know that all things will work together for good. Because I love God and I'm called. Are you tracking with me? Your, your life has a score. And, 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 and I believe that, that one of the things that we're called to do is, is create music that will become the, the scores of life for people. And, um, but as it relates to this text today, I'm really excited about it. Uh, the thought for today is cheating the system. And, and that's what Jabez did. He, he cheated the system. There are a lot of things that are intriguing about this particular text uh, one, it just, as I mentioned as we were reading it, it seems misplaced because it's, you know, if you read what's in front of it, there are chapters of literally, and so-and-so begot so-and-so, and it seems like there is no real uh, uh, significance. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because there's significance in genealogies, but it seems out of place. Why would you put this story in there in the middle of genealogies, and there is no connection between the story and the genealogies? Because there's nothing that says that Jabez was connected to, to the family that was introduced before he was the story, nor after the story. So it just seems like it is this, this random account. And I don't believe that anything in the scripture is random. And he, it seemingly comes out of nowhere. But then there, there is this amazing exchange between Jabez and God. And then we never hear from him again. After that, there is no more mention of Jabez in the rest of Scripture. And what that lets me know is that it really is not about Jabez, but it's about the experience. God, God put it in there because he, there's something that God wants you and I to understand about this encounter, this interaction with Jabez that we need for our own lives. Are you tracking with me? And Jabez cheats the system, and I'll talk about how he cheats the system in just a second, but he cheats the system, and he ultimately gets something from God that every person should want. So the question is, what does he get from God that every person should want? He gets to realize his true potential. That there is a difference between perceived potential and actual potential. And we're going to talk about that today. There's a difference between the potential, the potential that I perceive and what my actual potential is. And so let's take a closer look at the story. If you read the story, in essence, it says that his mother names him Jabez, which literally means pain or sorrowful. She names him that. This is, this is your name. And the reason why she names him Jabez or she names him pain is because it was painful. The childbirth apparently must have been, you know, I, I, listen, I feel unqualified to talk about childbirth. I'll be honest with you. But, but we all know that it is not necessarily the most pleasant experience, you know, until after the baby gets here. But this must have been something that was unusually unpleasant, so much so that instead of having the joy of, of, hey, this is my son, and he's here, and I know I had to go through something, you know, and, and, but now he's here, and that's past. You're like, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not naming you. Your name is Pain. Because what, <laughs> what you put me through bringing you here. So, so, so he's got, let's just call it a rocky start. He's got a rocky start because, because he is defined now by pain. What, what do you do when you don't even get to choose your identity? 
but, but you're, you're, you're born into a definition of yourself. And let me tell you something, it is very difficult to break free from a definition of yourself that, got, that showed up before you showed up. Before you even had a moment to think for yourself, this identity was placed on him. And oftentimes, when your identity is placed on you, you perform and you produce out of that identity. Because you can only produce according to how you perceive yourself. Are you tracking with me? That's why words are extremely powerful, and particularly with us as parents, we have to be careful about the words that we speak. As a parent, I always speak life. Even when my child is doing something crazy, I will say, now listen, anointed people don't do this. Blessed people don't do this. I don't define them by what they do. I make a separation between what they did and who they are. Are you tracking with me? But I think all of us, not just in the case of Jabez, that's why I believe this is, this is relevant for all of us, I think that all of us at some point have to break out of the limitations that were set by how we were originally defined. Even with the best of parents, even with the best of parents, there's still a limitation because there is... Even, you know, I, I, I try to be a good parent. I, I believe that, you know, I, I am a good parent, and I, and I try to be even better and better. But at the end of the day, what I wrestle with as a parent is struggling to, to see, to not see, through the lenses of my own limitations. Are you tracking with me? You know, we, we, we raise our children through the lens of our own limitations and also the lens of our own experience and level of faith. But I believe that my children are supposed to go further. I believe, I believe they're supposed to go farther than I could ever go. And so everybody at some point is going to have to break out of the shaping of even the best parents. And that's why when God was calling Abraham, you remember the story, he was calling Abraham and he told Abraham, Abraham, you, you've got to get out of your father's house. There was nothing to suggest, there was nothing in the scripture that said his father was bad. But God, when God wants to do something with you, he almost has to mm, uh, un- identify you in order to give you identity. Are, are you tracking what I'm saying? That, that's, why, that's, why, that's why he would always change people's names, right? So Abraham's father named him Abram. He was close, but it wasn't it. His name ultimately would become Abraham because the fullness of his identity and the fullness of his destiny was beyond even what his father saw for him. It was the same thing with Sarah. We know her as Sarah, but that was not her, the name that she was given. She was given the name Sarai, and she had to become Sarah. And so we all, at some point, will have to break out of the limitations of even the identity that the best of parents have given us. Are you tracking with me? And Jabez realizes this. He has to break out of that. He, he believed. He, see, there was a bigness on the inside of Jabez that was trying to get out, I feel this. Even for us in here today, there will always be, no matter where you are, no matter how you see yourself, and no matter how you define yourself, and no matter what you've been through, and no matter what your experience has been, there will always be bigness on the inside of you trying to get out. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit right there. It, it will nag at you, it, it will tug at you, 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 will, you, you won't be able to rest. There's some people in there right now, and, and, and you're not necessarily satisfied with where you are. You're actually here because this church speaks to the greatness that's on the inside of you, and you, you, cannot, you cannot shake it, and, and the outside of your life doesn't 
feel like, doesn't look like what's going on inside of you, and that's God. That's that, the bigness of God on the inside of you trying to break out, and Jabez, is, uh, he is able to allow the bigness that's on the inside of him to, to break out, so much so that at the end of this ordeal, it says that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. So he started off, he started off as one whose identity was so shallow and, and the expectation of him was so low that his name was pain, his name was sorrowful, his name was to be heavy, his name was to be grieved. But at the end, when God gets finished with him, he is more honorable than all of his brothers. And what I want to unpack this morning is how we got there. How did it happen? Let's take a look. There were five things that Jabez did to cheat the system. There are five things that he did. Right there in the text, five things that he did. The first thing that he did was that Jabez decided that this was a spiritual issue. It says that he, he called on God. He, he decided. You know, let me tell you something. Being spiritual, if I might just be just, just blunt, being spiritual is so underrated. It is, it is so underrated. We will try everything and then pray last. And you, you've heard it said before, you've heard it said before, the only thing there's left to do now is pray. And my question is, what have you been doing the whole time? And maybe that's why you are frustrated because you are trying to fight a natural battle, a spiritual battle rather, with natural resources. I feel that for somebody. Just turn to somebody and say, you just need to pray about it. You, you need to pray, not, not as a last resort. We're, we're praying. Prayer is powerful. I know it is invisible, but it's powerful. So is your breath. Prayer brings heaven to earth. Jabez decides. He says, you know what? This is a spiritual issue. Now, I'm not saying don't get counsel, don't get counseling and don't get certain things and all that kind of stuff. You do all of that, but you start it with prayer. You, you know why? You started with prayer. You started in the spirit because you began in the spirit. You are spirit. And if you try to fight a spiritual battle with natural resources, you're going to end up frustrated. That's what I love about Jabez. It says he called on the God of Israel. He went to the source. I feel that I almost want to just sit there for a second. There's a song, an old song, an old hymn. It says that, oh, what needless pain we bear. Come on, some of you know it. Because we don't take it, take things to God in prayer. There's some of you right now, and you need to, you need to make up your mind. You need to make the decision that this is a spiritual issue. And let me tell you something. I get excited when I know something is a spiritual issue. Oh, my God, I get excited because God says that the things are not going to happen by your own might or by your own strength or by your own power, but they're going to happen by the Spirit of God. I get excited when I know it's a spiritual problem because that's my territory, baby. 
That's my lane, baby. Spiritual things move the earth. They move the earth. That's why when Jesus taught us how to pray, right, when they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray, he said, oh, pray like this. He said, pray, and he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when I need something to happen on earth, I don't start it with the earth. I start it with prayer, and prayer releases heaven's resources into the earth to solve my natural problem. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's spiritual. Spiritual. Don't let nobody talk you out of your faith. Don't let nobody talk you out of your spirituality. No, baby. That's how Jabez got the victory. He decided that he was going to be spiritual. Mm. Are we tracking? Yeah. He said this, this is a spiritual issue. The second thing he does is he recognized and exercised the ability of God. Now, what do I mean? So if we look at the text, it says when he prays, and Jabez called on the God of Israel because he was spiritual, and he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now, it's one thing to believe that God can bless you. Oh, God, I feel it. It's another thing, Denver, are you paying attention? It is another thing for you to believe that God will not only bless you, but to bless you indeed. Now, it's one, that's, it, there's one, it's one thing for a blessed person to say that, or a person that's already blessed. It's another thing for a person to have never really experienced, feel the Holy Spirit. The goodness of God or the blessing of God, because remember, he was defined by pain. And because he was defined by pain, he was producing pain. Because you can only produce on the level of your perception. As a man thinks, so is he. That's why God is always trying to renew our mind because he realized that we can't bring forth beyond how we think. It is one thing for someone who maybe has an average life or a normal life or a blessed life to believe that God can do not just a blessing, but can bless me indeed so much so that when people see me, they know that God blessed me. But he is in a different situation. He has never seen it before. He is low. And still, somehow, he was able to recognize just how big God is. And not only that, because it's one thing to believe that God is big. It's another thing to believe that God will show up big in your life. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so, so he, he recognized and he exercised the ability of God. You know, I was thinking about this message and I thought to myself, sometimes we ask like God is on a budget. Dad, if you don't mind, I know things are tight for you in heaven these days and running a little law on miracles because, no, we, we approach God as if he were not infinite. We oftentimes approach God as if God can only bless your neighbor and not you. 
When you recognize how abundant God is in ability, you will stop asking these small prayers. I feel the Spirit of God. You will stop asking for these little small things and these little cute things, and you will step to God and declare, since I know that you are the great I am, since I know that in you all things are possible, you need to start asking on the level of who you are creating. Feel God. You need to ask for billions of souls, billions of dollars, billions of resources. I wish you would begin to ask God according to his ability. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes our prayers are an insult to God. They're an insult. How do I know this? Because I know that when the people in the scripture prayed by faith, it pleased God. Jesus would get excited in the scripture and he would say, I have never seen faith like this. Faith moves him, which means that doubt, quite possibly, is an insult to who he is. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. And so, Jabez also, are we tracking together? He recognized and he exercised the ability of God, I feel that. He recognized and he exercised the ability. That's why it's so important to have a relationship with the Lord. To, to spend time with God, to study of God, to, to study him and to, to study his works. For me, one of the things that I love about the scripture, one of the things that I'm looking for in the scripture is I'm trying to open my eyes to the bigness of God. Because I realize that, that I can only move according to how I perceive him. Are we tracking? So he decided that it was a spiritual issue. He recognizes, he recognized and exercised the ability of God. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Because you remember, at the end of this, it says that God granted him everything that he asked for. Are, are you tracking with me? That means that he went from being defined by pain to being blessed, blessed. I feel the Holy Spirit. I think that's what God wants to move some of you into. Some of you are blessed, but I think God wants to move you into blessed, blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and blessed, blessed, the sign of you being blessed, blessed is when people look at your life and say God's hand is surely on that person's life because they are everywhere they turn, they are blessed. That's what God wants to take you. But if you don't see him in that way, you cannot receive that. That's why I'm talking about, even when I, when I start talking about perceived potential and actual potential. And in fact, let me just slow down. I'm going to get right into this. Number three, I'll get ahead of myself. So he decided that it was a spiritual issue. He recognized and exercised the ability of God. Number three, he had an insatiable curiosity about his potential. He had an insatiable, ooh, I get chills thinking about this. He had an insatiable curiosity about his potential. Somehow, even though he had been defined by pain, somehow he was able to access some form of imagination on the inside of him that caused him to constantly say, what if? What if? He, he, he asked God, so he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. 
And then he says that you would enlarge my territory. My territory. There's so much to there. My territory. My, my territory is about what I can do. It is about the bounds of my existence. My, my territory is about the limitations or the lack thereof of my life. Oh, God. If you're taking notes, write this thought down. Write this thought down as it relates to territory. Your territory is determined by your perceived identity. Your territory. That's why we have perceived identity versus actual identity. It is similar to working out at the gym. If you work out at the gym and you do so with the trainer, you will realize that there was more in you than you thought. When you don't have the trainer, you only got about five or seven reps in you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. When you got a trainer right there, you're like, it's all I got. It's all I got. And the trainer's like, no, 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 no. Give me three more. And you hate the trainer for it. But you end up pushing out two or three more. And what that tells you is that what you thought you could do, where you thought your limits were, your limits were not. Right there in the physical, it proves this truth. And so there was something on the inside of Jabez that said, enlarge my territory. In other words, he was asking, he was saying, God, I just believe. I know that I was named pain. And, and I know that all I have experienced is pain. And I know that I've only gone this far. But there is something on the inside of me that is making me curious about my actual potential. And God, since you are in the blessing business, why not enlarge my territory while you are blessing me indeed? Oh, I feel it right there. I feel it right there. Enlarge my territory because I realize that I have been defined by my mother's pain. I, I have been defined by the pain that is prevalent in my subculture. I, I've never seen it before, but, but I'm just crazy enough to believe that, that just because I have never seen it before doesn't mean that that has to be my portion. There was this insatiable, I feel that, this insatiable curiosity. Every day, you ought to look in the mirror and say, enlarge my territory. See, you will never know the bounds of your potential until you ask God and go for it. Oh, I feel, oh, I, I wish I could say this the way I see it. You, you will never know what you are really working with because had he not asked God to enlarge his territory, he would have been stuck in the confines of what he thought, experienced, or had been defined by. Mm. That's somebody's prayer right there. I could almost stop right here. Enlarge my territory. 
right, right. Imagination, I, I want to say something about imagination. Imagination, if you're, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your imagination is God's infinite in you trying to break out. Your imagination is God's infinite in you trying to break out. That's why whatever you do, never shut down your imagination. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. No matter what you do, no matter what happens to you in life, never, ever shut down your imagination because that is the bigness of God inside of you trying to get out. And Jabez didn't shut it down. He allowed it to get out because he had this insatiable, insatiable curiosity about his potential, perceived potential versus actual potential. My perceived potential is constructed by the confines of my identity, how I see myself. And that feels very real. Perception is reality. Ooh. Oh, I, I want to I break something real quick. I want to break something. We're going to cheat the system. That, that means right now that everybody in here has a perceived potential. And it might be great. But it's never what it would be until you start asking God, enlarge my territory. Where he says, it says of God, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask for or imagine. So if I understand that God's ability, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Far above what I can ask for or imagine according to the power that works in me, that means that I have to always be stretching. Watch this. And I have to distrust my current perspective, my current perception of my potential. Ugh. I have to suspect it. I have to be suspicious of how I see where I can go in this current moment. Can I talk to you like this on a Sunday morning? And not only must I suspect that it might be too small, I have to be like Jabez, and I have to keep asking God, enlarge it. Maybe it's not so much enlarge my territory. Maybe it is enlarge my perception about what is possible with my life. Are we tracking so let's recap. We got three down. He decided that it was a spiritual issue, critical. He recognized and exercised the ability of God by asking God to do that which only God can do and that which only a big God can do. He had an insatiable curiosity about his potential in asking God to enlarge his territory. He did not trust the territory that he had. He did not trust that that was all that was possible for him. He said, God, enlarge it, right? And then, four, or fourthly, or fourth, 
He made the presence of God a non-negotiable. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory. He says, and that your hand would be on me. Your hand would be upon me. Uh, in fact, that your hand would be with me. The, the root word to that Hebrew word that was translated with literally means to overshadow, to overshadow. So he's, he, the presence of God for Jabez was not negotiable. Oh, maybe I'll walk with God and pursue the presence of God, have the presence of God with me. Or maybe I won't. No, no, it was a non-negotiable. He was so serious about the destiny that he was going after that he didn't even want. Watch this, watch this. See, some of us would take the blessing without the presence. Our prayer would stop right there. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Oh, God, please take the limits off. And we would stop right there. But Jabez understood that what he was asking for was not sustainable without the presence of God on his life. So, so, so if I've got to fast for the presence of God, I will fast. If I've got to worship in my car on my way to work for the presence of God, I will do that. If I have to read and study for the presence of God, I will do that. If I have to shut down some relationships that bring out the worst in me, I will do it for the presence of God. Whatever I have to do to get the presence of God to overshadow me, that's what I'm going to do, baby. If that's your testimony, give God about five seconds of glory and ask his presence to fall upon you this morning. Oh, that your hand would overshadow me. That your hand would overshadow me. Watch this. Which means that whatever the shadow of your hand is, that's where I live. I'm pursuing the presence of God. If your presence doesn't go, I'm not going. I don't want to be anywhere that your presence isn't. Because I'm serious about my territory. You understand what I'm saying? Don't just bless me indeed. If you bless me indeed and your hand is not on me, I will squander the blessing. If you enlarge my territory and your hand is not on me, then the enemy will take that territory back. I want the whole thing, baby. I want you more than anything. I want you more than anything. I want you more than anything. Because here is the truth. If your hand is on me, I'll get all those other things anyway. He was a non-negotiable. Moses said in one place, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. No, 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 no. Non-negotiable. I'm not going to sacrifice the hand of God on my life for anything. You can take your money. You can take your fame. 
Come on, somebody. You, 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 you can take your likes. Don't mess with me. You can take your social media likes. You can take your followers. But one thing you cannot take from me is the hand of God on my life. That's how I got here. I got here by the hand of God. And I'm going to get to everywhere he wants to take me. Not by might. Not by my own power. But by the spirit of God. By the hand of God on my life. Never apologize for the sacrifices that you must make for the anointing. Never apologize for it. So, recapping, we're talking about how, how Jabez was able to cheat the system. He cheated the system. He, he, he cheated the system. This was not supposed to be his future. He, he cheated the system. He, he, he was defined a certain way. And, and when you're defined a certain way, then, then you're supposed to end the way you were defined. But he broke out of it. He, he cheated the system. I feel that. Do I have any anomalies in God's house today? Come on, somebody. Come on, Denver. Do I have any anomalies? You, you, you found a way to cheat the system. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus was anointed to come to earth to empower you to cheat the system of sin and death. I wish somebody would catch what I just said. There was a system in place. And that system was you, you live and you die. You live and you experience less than God's best and then you die. It's even worse. There's a system in place. Jesus says, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that, that he gave, he sent his only begotten son. Why? To come in there and cheat the system. Snatch you up out of a system that will cause you to be less than who you were created to be. The whole gospel is about a system being cheated. He had an insatiable curiosity, thirdly, about his potential, fourthly. He made the presence of God a, a non-negotiable. And lastly, he maintained, this is interesting, as I was studying it, he maintained a healthy respect for his lesser self. I say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? He maintained or he respected his lesser self? Yes, he did. Look, he says, he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon, he, upon me, and that you would keep me from evil so that I wouldn't cause pain. That you would keep me from evil. And I was looking at that, I was like, what is he? Because I'm trying to glean this because I want what Jabez got. Because the Bible says that God granted him his request. I, want, I said, so what did he I said, he said, keep me from evil. And I said, oh. He's talking about himself. Because you remember, if he was named by pain, his name pain, he was defined by pain, all he could do was produce pain both within himself and amongst others. Hurt people. Hurt people. Broken people. Break people. So he was like, I love this. He, this is such a thorough prayer. He's asking for God to do that which only God can do in his life. He's asking for the limits to be taken off so that he can realize the actual potential that 
that, that was assigned to his life. He, attention, he, perfect prayer. He asked God to keep his hand on him. He asked him to, to keep, I feel like I missed one. <laughs> it's not, oh, he asked him then that he would be kept from evil. This is such a succinct prayer. I, I love the thoroughness of his prayer because everything, I think that that's why this, this is in the Bible because it doesn't even make sense the way it's in there, but it shows a perfect prayer even before the Lord's prayer. And interestingly enough, the Lord's prayer has a part in there where it says, keep us from evil. So here in, in the Old Testament was everything that we needed. Jesus fulfills it in the New Testament, talking about the model prayer. Are you tracking with me? But anyway, when I say to have a healthy respect for your lesser self, there's got to be a part of you that you don't trust. Now, I know we, be like, we, we believe, we feel like we're perfect. I understand that there's several perfect people in here. At least 19, 20 of you, right, right here in this room. And 47 in Denver. But the reality of it is, if we're honest, we all know that there's a part of us that will get us in trouble if we don't respect. Huh. Come on, can we have a real conversation here? No, no, no. He had a healthy, he maintained a healthy respect for his lesser self. He didn't underestimate his flesh. Have, have you ever done something and said, what was I thinking? But it was, the, it was you that was thinking it. So you're talking about one version of you is talking about another version of you. And it's not the version of you that is speaking that you have to worry about. It is the version of you that shows up every now and again, typically at an inopportune time. That's designed to sabotage your life. So, so Jabez, listen, this is such a thorough prayer. Jabez is saying, oh, bless me, please. Oh, enlarge my territory. Oh, that your hand would be upon me. He's like, I'm on a roll. But then he's like, but I know me. Can I talk to some real people in God's house? Come on, Denver. Where are my real people at in God's house? But I know me, and I have to keep that me in check. I, I got to watch that me. I can't just let that me run free around the house or in the city or in the church. Hello, somebody. Or in the, the studio or wherever I am on the work. I got to watch that me because that me is tricky. I got to keep tabs on him. That me is doubtful. That me is insecure. That me is a wee bit covetous from time to time. Hello, somebody. And so what I love about Jabez is, is there was a humility. He said, in essence, God, why are you doing all this blessing? Keep me from me. 
Because I don't want to get all this going only to be sabotaged by my own self on my road to everything that God has for me. And when you understand that there is a you that's out to sabotage you, you lean in to the spirit like you never have before. You don't take anything for granted. Let me tell you something. When things seem the best is when I pray the most. Oh, let me tell you. When they seem the best is when I pray the most. You cannot assume. I feel this is for somebody prophetically. You cannot assume because you have had victory in this area for two weeks. You're quiet. You're quiet. You're quiet. You, you cannot assume that because you were able to say no yesterday, that you're going to be able to say no today. So you got to stay on your face. You got to keep on praying. You got to keep on feeding the highest version of yourself because that other you is still in there. Still in there. Waiting, watch this, to be underestimated. The stakes are too high. As he rolls into this prayer, he realizes, ooh, these stakes are high. And since these stakes are high, I have to continue to stake that lesser version of me. And so Jabez has this encounter. We're landing now. Jabez has this encounter, this powerful encounter with God. And then, watch this. And then you never hear about Jabez again. And I wondered to myself, I said, where did he go? And then I said, oh. The word said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And the word says that he asked for all these things. And then it said that God granted him what he requested. I know where he went. Jabez stepped into a new identity. And his former life was no longer recognizable. No longer He wasn't Jabez anymore. God only knows what his name was changed to. The prayer that he prayed. And I believe that God wants to change some names today. Why don't you stand with me? Denver, come on, stand with me. I want to pray for you. Why is this even in there? There's no mention of Jabez before. He shows up in the genealogy. There's no connection to any of the families of Israel before him or after him. There was a, a town named Jabez before that, something like that, but, but you, there's nothing, nothing else. I think that Jabez represents us represents each of us, all of us, born into an identity 
that although it may be wonderful, is less. When we came through the human canal, when we came through the human channel, we lost our sense of divinity. Uh -huh. And the whole gospel is about dealing with everything that keeps us from being who we are. That word sin is a Greek word, hermitima. It literally means simply to miss the mark. To miss the mark means that there must be a mark. There must be a goal. There must be an image. I know what it is. It was how we were created. We were created in the image of God. I think Jabez represents each of us. And we have to, to allow that bigness that's on the inside of us that keeps beating on our insides, trying to find a way out, trying to get out. I feel this. Jabez had this, this bigness in him, trying to get out, trying to find a way. And the only thing that was keeping his bigness in were the limitations of how he had defined himself because of how he was defined. And Jesus wants to break those limitations now. If you're here and you feel like the Holy Spirit was just speaking to you all message and, and you believe that, that the prayer of Jabez, what he prayed, you want to experience and have those results be manifest in your life. You feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to connect with what he connected with. I want you to meet me here at this altar. L.A., Denver. Come on, meet me here at this altar. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. That you would enlarge, enlarge, enlarge my perspective so that my territory can be enlarged. I want you to meet me right here at this altar. If you're watching via live stream, get in on this. Connect with this. I'm going to pray for you as well. Tools. Those tools. I want you to work those tools. Work those tools. I'm not just telling you what you, what you can have. I'm showing you how to get it. He decided that th this was a spiritual issue. He made God his answer. He made God his solution. He recognized and exercised the ability of God. We're not going to pray small prayers. We're going to ask for big things. There's a passage in Psalm where God says, ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. I'll give you nations. You're asking for blocks. I want to hand out nations. I want to hand out nations. Enlarge my territory. There's more in you. I feel it, Lord. There's more in you than you think. There's perceived potential and actual potential. There is what you can do in your own strength. And there is a limited potential that enters into a person's life when they make the Lord their shepherd. Ooh. And God is looking. This is an advantage. 
the, there's a passage that says, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth looking to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. In other words, God is looking for somebody to show his bigness to. Someone who will say, not just bless me, oh Lord, bless me, bless me. Bless, bless me. Ugh. And literally, that's what, if you break it down to Hebrew, those aren't two different words, bless me indeed. Those are the same words. Bless, bless, barak, barak. That was translated, bless me indeed. In other words, the writer was trying to get you to understand what he was saying. Barak, barak, don't just barak me. Barak, barak me. Bless me, bless me. And you have to believe, you have to see God a certain way in order to ask him to do that. And God wants to do that. There was no, you don't see any deliberation, you don't see any negotiations. All you do is you see this prayer made, and it simply says at the end, and the Lord granted him what he requested. He prayed on a certain level. If you're here and you don't know God and you want to know God, let me first tell you that you can. You can. I wouldn't be up here if I didn't know God. I would have nothing to say. I'd have no confidence to stand before you every week. You can know God. Yes, you can. The same God that gave you eyes to see, ears to hear, a nose to smell, a mouth, tongue to taste, fully aware of what you will need to connect, would he not give you the ability to connect to him? Yeah, you can know God. And if that's you and you're here and you say, I'm kind of familiar, but, or maybe I'm not familiar at all, but I, I want to I wanna know God. I want you to come and meet me at this altar as well. If you're already standing, get as close to this altar as you can. It is real. God is real. And knowing God is real. And, and God will be your very... God bless you, I see you. Keep coming, Denver. God will be your very best friend, hands down. By far. Wisdom will just come to you. You, you will need something and sometimes not even know what you need and God will come and he'll feed it to you. And you're like, God, I didn't even know I was hungry. You'll never have a better friend. You'll never have one who knows you as intimately and as perfectly as God and not judge you based on what he knows. First off... but just love you and feed you and you feel the love of God. Mm. God will make himself known and you will know on your worst day you will know that you are loved and that you're going to make it. If you don't have that, you got to have that. You, got, you need that. We all need that. So if that's you, I want you to get as close to this altar as you can. I want to pray for you. If you're here and you say, I just need to come home, Pastor. I just... I just need to come home. I've been, I've been away from God. I've just been, you know, I just drifted, you know. And, and that's, that's nothing new. We all drift. 
you know, but but you, you but you 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 drifted and you're like, I need this, I need this. There's somebody in there right now, and you're saying, I I I need this. I I I forgot how much I needed this. And today I'm gonna step out of where I've been and step back into God so that I can get this. My soul craves this and needs this. If that's you, I want you to come meet me at this altar as well. Come on, LA, Denver. You're watching via live stream. Let's connect. Let's connect. Let's connect. We all need this. We all need this. Father, thank you. Thank you for these moments that you've graced us with today. Thank you for your love. We feel it. We felt your love in the words that came out. Thank you for building us and edifying us, God. And God, we're, we're here at this altar thankful for the testimony of Jabez. And the only reason why that isn't there is to show us, is to teach us things. And we thank you for that. And God, we're here and we're praying that prayer right here at this altar. Regardless of how we may have been defined by life, defined by circumstance, defined by culture, by subculture, by, by parents, by whomever, by exes, whatever defined us. Whatever ill defined us, we are right now breaking out of. And we're saying, God, that you would bless me indeed. God, I I'm believing that you can and you will bless, bless me. I don't just want a blessing. Not when you're giving out blessing, blessing. So, Father, I pray. We pray. We ask, and we know you're going to answer this. That you would barack, barack us. Barack, barack us. Bless us. Bless us. Now, God, in order for you to do that, you're going to have to enlarge our territory. Father, I pray that you would take the limits off of how we see ourselves and how we see what we can do it right now spiritually. Feel the Lord. Do it right now. Take the limits off of our mind. Hallelujah. Stir up our imagination. Father, I, I just pray now, Lord God, that the walls of limitation that have been formed by ill definition will begin to come down right now. That, that borders that, that you did not establish will be expanded right now, God. That, that that doors that have been closed to us, that hold back our imagination and, and keep us from moving into the never been seen before would open up, God, for us, even now, even in this moment, that dreams that were shut down because of limitations, God, would return to us, God, because those limits are off. We thank you that you've called us to be great and there is more to us than we think. So we say, enlarge our territory. God, we pray that your hand would overshadow us, that your presence would rest upon us, that the power of who you are would become our strength and would become our portion. And oh God, don't forget, to keep me from evil. Keep me 
from the part of me that holds me back, God. And God, restore and revive your great spirit in me each and every day. And God, give me the discipline to walk in these realities every single day. God, we thank you for we know that just as you granted the petitions of Jabez, you are granting all of the petitions that are being prayed in this house from Denver to LA to the uttermost parts of the earth. You've heard us. We are cheating the system, breaking out, and we will realize not the potential that we once perceived, but our actual potential. I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this encounter. I receive it. I thank you for your word. I will become it. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for making him who had no sin, who had no limits, who had no shortcomings, all of mine, all of my weakness, all of my limitations, you placed in his body, nailed it to the cross, and once and for all, put it to death. And as he was raised up, free and victorious, because I'm in him, I'm raised up too. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I declare right now that in Jesus, I am free. And my territory is expanding. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. And I thank you that this is a new day and I will never be the same again. And who I was before, I won't be able to find because I have a new identity, a high identity in you. And I receive it and I claim it and I receive everything that's a sign of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you believe that, come on, put your hands together. Never underestimate the spiritual. It's spiritual. Everything that you see natural began first as spiritual. The spiritual will always be greater than the natural. Never forget that. That's why you cannot pass out over what you do not see. You cannot quit because you don't see it. It's in the spirit. And everything that is in the spirit will one day be produced in the natural. Keep going. Keep 
going and stay in the spirit because if you are in the natural you won't see it and if you won't see it if you don't see it you can't go after it and you will be discouraged some of you are discouraged because you need to make a shift stop trying to see it in the natural perceive it in the spirit until it shows up in the natural are you hearing me but you dare quit because of what you don't see perceive it perceive it perceive it i prophesied coming into this year that this is a year of the revealing and i said some of you are going to go from overlooked to can't be missed it's true it's true it's true stay spiritual Jabez was trying to level up with his life. He went straight to God. He said, this is a spiritual issue. And God makes things of the spirit available to those who will come to him. Amen.